You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And man, I'm getting sick and fucking tired <laughs> of almost dying when I come over to the murder castle. Okay. This shit is not my fault. <laughs> the, the moat was put in by nature. <laughs> the moat. It's not my fault. <laughs> the moat. It's not my fault that it dumped 15 inches of rain here last night. 15 inches. 15 of inches. Of rain. It was unbelievable. Anything over 12 is probably redundant, yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to do with anything over 12. Well, you can't even get half of it in at that point. <laughs> right. Uh, it was funny because my kids didn't even wake up. It was storming like crazy. Uh, so we're in the middle of quite the storm here in Houston. and uh, H-Town. Everything has shut down. And, oh, yeah. Uh, people are stupid. People are getting out. I think uh, that's, that's normal, though. <laughs> people are always stupid. Well, we're like the male, though, right? <laughs> we we got to keep going. I know. Rain, shine. I, I don't give a shit. It's funny. I texted you this, today. I was like, are y'all good over there? And you said, yeah, are you good there? And I'm like, yeah, what are we doing about tonight? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got a podcast to record. Cool. Damn I'm, glad, it. I'm glad y'all are fine. But we got more pressing issues. <laughs> we now. got shit to do. Right. Uh, I was on the way over here. I took my normal exit. And I'm flying down the access road. And... There is a car in a driveway just stopped. Oh god! Its lights are shining across the access road. Oh god! Kind of, I couldn't see beyond what was beyond those lights. Other, it was just dark. Yeah. I get right past that, and it's like it's a lake. Oh no! I smoked my brakes, <laughs> hydroplaned ever so slightly, turned in, went backwards, turned into the uh, place where that other car was stopped. Good. And that's like the parking lot of some building there. That's all underwater, too. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, shit. So I just went the wrong way on the access road and yeah. then did a U-turn uh, to get up back on the highway, and here we are. Yeah. We can tell that you're not originally from Houston because you call it an access road instead of a feeder. But I don't want to have that conversation. Six of one, half a dozen of the oh, other. Oh, I hate that people call it a feeder. I'm like, it's not a feeder. It's an access road. Well, it's an access road. Who calls it a feeder? Everybody. Even the news, they call it the feeder. Like, oh, yeah, the, the, the highway schools get on the feeder. I'm like, it's not a fucking feeder. What is it feeding? It's feeding nothing. It's a road. Well, they don't know how to do traffic in Houston. The lady doing traffic oh, this God. morning. It's on the inside lane or the outside lanes. What? What does that even fucking mean? What? So he's in the middle of the road. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. Anyway, but enough about that. We're here. I'm glad you made it safe. We're high. Always. But we're not dry. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, Never dry. Mm-hmm. And we are ready to talk about episode two of season two of Fear the Walking Dead. We all fall down. We do. That's such a great title. I don't know why they haven't used it before. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I don't either. Why and apparently you know? equipment doesn't want to work. Okay, I think we got it going. Way now. to go, way to go. <laughs> um, you, you, what's the first thing you think of when you hear Ring we Around all, the Roses? Ring Around the Roses, yeah. yeah. So, the Black of, Plague. Pocket full of, well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people attribute that uh, little limerick mm-hmm. r- nursery rhyme, if you will. I don't know if that's a healthy nursery rhyme. No, but no most nursery rhymes aren't. <laughs> no, they're when not. You if you really them, listen yeah. to them, um, they, they link that back to the bubonic plague, yeah. the Black Death. And but, you had your pockets full of posy because it smelled like death. 
all the time. And, you know, I don't know if that's true, though. I think a lot of folklorists kind sure. of, like, say, no. It that's has a good no- story, though. It has nothing to do with that. No, but I, I like it because of what I, th- in the context of what this episode's about, um, we learned a lot of things about yeah. the rest of the world, which I thought was really interesting. And, um, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about this opening. This, this is one of the best openings I think they've ever done on the show because it did something for me that the walking dead hasn't done for me in a while. I was afraid because these kids don't know what is going on because this is a new thing. The, the zombie, the Walker apocalypse and floaters coming up on the shore, which is also terrifying, but you see these little kids and you see them walking slowly toward them. And the kids are just picking up shells. And I was like, Oh shit, they're going to start this, this off strong with some kids getting eaten. Awesome. Well, we didn't know there was a fence there. No. I, so the tension so, was very good. And just like when that second one came up out of the water, just nice and slow. Yeah. It's like, ooh, man. So that's the thing. This episode's interesting because I'm uh, as I watched this last night and this storm was rolling in yeah. and then we're having this flood. Yes. I kept thinking about, you know, how rising water washes things around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always say, hey, stay out of the water. Or you need the current. We don't need to just worry about the current. You need to worry about all the other shit and debris that's in yeah. that water. And it's just nasty. And our toilets were gurgling, and the sink was gurgling because the sewer was overtaxed. Oh yeah, and I kept thinking, "Oh shit, don't! I don't need this coming. I don't need shit coming up my kitchen sink." <laughs> I was really concerned about that. Yeah, but then you think about, well, what's in the water? Yeah, and we've never seen this before, and I like that. It's like these dead bodies—they just could be from. Anywhere. Yeah. They just get in the water and then the tide will take them where they go. And because they're dead, they just kind of, they can't swim. They're just going to float. It's like a message in a bottle. A a death message. (laughs) Which makes you think that it would be really easy for the zombie virus to spread across the world because, you know, messages in a bottle have been found, like you throw them from California, found in Australia, shit like that. So that thing could go anywhere, anytime. It was just an interesting thought to think about. But I love the tension that it built with the little kids. And like you, I was really afraid for the kids for a minute. I was like, they're really going to kill kids to start the episode. Oh, my God. Which which kind of would have been awesome. Kind of. Uh, but they made up for it uh, later on in the episode, too. <laughs> Boy, did right? they. Boy, did they. So what did you like the opening as a whole? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought the opening was great. I thought the whole episode was great. I really enjoy – I'm really enjoying – Season two so far. I am too. This episode has really given me hope. I mean, not that episode one wasn't strong, but season two is, I think, giving us a glimpse of what we're going to be in store for. And I liked it a lot. And I thought, okay, good. Now I now I know what we're kind of expecting, and I like it. And one of the things that I like is that it is a little slower. Yeah. It, that doesn't bother me at all. Apparently, it bothers some folks. Doesn't bother me at all. I don't think it's slow. I think some of the things that they're doing, uh, I will agree with some folks that some of the thing, some of the characters are doing are dumb. Oh yeah, uh, but I don't think it's dumb because the writing is bad or they're uh, they're they're making mistakes in in characterization. I think people forget that this is at the beginning. 
mm-hmm. and we're we're ahead of what we where we are in The Walking Dead, and we know th- things they don't. We know things they don't, and we're we The Walking Dead is kind of what I would consider more of the the heartland. Oh, you gonna make it? Sorry, <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> wow, mm. that's some good whiskey right there. No, that was smooth. That was having to sneeze and drink at the same time. <laughs> I've done that, and it didn't work. <laughs> Did you aspirate the whiskey? I can imagine that how bad that would hurt. It's about to run into my mustache. So, uh, I would consider being the Walking Dead being in uh, Georgia. That's more of the heartland. Well, that's not really the heartland, but it's more of a people would probably be more the deep south deep south but yeah. me from a from a naturalistic perspective more prepared whereas people on the west coast they're 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 a little more I, I love the statement you're about to make they're a little just, they're a little more hippy dippy right <laughs> what do they what, what did uh, what did backwoods texans say land of fruits and nuts is that what they there call you it go. yeah uh, no well, you know, but you to know, California people. No, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, by and large, people do. People live pretty fast, right? And it's a yeah. fast environment. Yeah. And they're they're not. People are maybe not as connected to the land as they would be once you get further into the mainland of the country. Oh, sure. Right. You know, people consider themselves more global citizens, whereas in the deep south, they're Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I, I try to remember that when I'm watching this and kind of think in that context uh, to remind myself that some of the things that they're going to do might not be what I would do. Sure. But it makes sense based on Where their are. characters and the fact that they're at the beginning of this thing and they're going to make poor decisions and your Wi Fi blows. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> I don't know why my Wi-Fi is so bad right now. I make sure it's, every, it's okay. Make sure everything else is off Wi-Fi. Sorry, you can do that. It's all off. I, I do that when you come over. I'm like everything off Wi-Fi. Everything <laughs> off Wi-Fi. All right. So, what was um, what was something that like really stood out in this episode for you? Can I jump around? Oh yeah, absolutely. When they're in the ranger station, and he's like. Yeah, the whole world has gone to shit. He's like, I started hearing from the ranger stations one at a time. They've burned the whole West Coast. Napalm, 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 um, bombs and all this shit. And then he's like, and then they've gone as far as Colorado. That's damn near a third of the country. And it's all gone. Well, he talked about the Continental Divide. Right? Yeah. And so that's an interesting concept because the con- Continental Divide is what splits uh, which direction of water flows uh, mm-hmm. uh, from that point? All the water to the right goes to the Atlantic, and all yes. the water to the left of that point goes to the, the Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, which is an interesting concept, and I've never really given it much thought. But from a, a system perspective, I wonder if that could be considered a cutoff point from like a, a spreading infection. Uh, I would think water. so. I would think so. Because um, all the sources go one way or the other. Yeah. So, And that I think point. that's why he mentioned it. Like, hey, whatever's going on here, hmm. it's reached at least the continental divide. I haven't heard from the other side yet, so it may just be a third of the country that's gone. Interesting to think about. Hmm. So, But just the reality that, you know, it's kind of answered a question that you had. Like, is it the whole country or is it just like this part and they're kind of let them off? Oh, it's the whole country. And they talked about going up into Canada. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, right? But nothing about Mexico because the borders were sealed. Yep. So, yeah, 
I like the idea of getting some more information about other countries. Yes. I just think. We need to know. Yeah. We need to know what's going on everywhere else. Globally, we need to understand that this is not God punishing America. (laughs) This is is a Sodom and Gomorrah situation. (laughs) So I I think that's going to be interesting. And I think Strand knows more than what he's letting on. Okay, what do you think is going on with Strand? Because at the beginning when they're like, okay, we need to get to the shallows so we can avoid radar. Perfect sense. Totally agree. But he's like, okay, let's go to this one. And they're like, no, no, no. Let's go to this one where there's actually people mm-hmm. and maybe we can get some information. What do you think is going on with that? What, you mean that he didn't want to go where there were people? Yeah. Well, because he's he's clearly shown that he's not a fan of people. Well, that's true, but people I mean, are People are only as people are only as good as their usefulness and to, to him. Do you think he's just trying to avoid people in general? Though? Sure. Okay. Just because wouldn't he's you? A- if you have something you're trying to do, wouldn't you? Oh, sure. And clearly, he has something. He to has do. an agenda. He ha- and we find out that yes, he does clearly have an agenda. We're not exactly sure what the agenda. But is. But we we knew he had an agenda well, anyway. Yeah, Come that's, on, well, that's true. What do you think about this Travis and Chris situation? Uh, I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Uh, if we go back to the Caesar premiere and we think about what he, what Chris did by taking and just violently chunking his mother's body into the drink, <laughs> that was less about him wanting to to get closure on that. That was more about I want I want Travis, I want you Travis to shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Don't don't talk about me and don't talk about my mother yeah. the way they, no, you did this. Yeah. Let's get this over. This. So if I go and do this, this will shut you to hell up. And I think Chris has an opinion that he knew his mother better than Travis did just because of the situation. And so he's like, oh, I could have saved her. We were closer and all this shit. So I, And he, I don't think he's very close with Travis. So I think that this is going to be problematic. And Chris is kind of a loner on the ship. He's got his dad looking out for him, but he doesn't really know those other people. And... I think if anybody's expendable to everybody else, it's Chris and not Travis. And I think that's going to come to a head later in the series when they're like, who are we going to leave behind? That fucker. You know what I'm saying? You think so? I do. Even though Chris later in this uh, episode shows his worth yes, from learning how to dispatch walkers. Well, shit. I could hit something in the head with a pickaxe through a fence. Well, any of us could, yeah, but it's true. a matter of... Would you? Sure. Right? Oh, and so he, you know, I understand that. But yeah. that's my point yeah. is he didn't really give give it too much pause. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm ready for this. But yeah. he, he was proactive. And he's like, okay, I can do this. I can help. Do you think that's more because of his anger issues? Or because oh, of he, course it is. Yeah. So do you think when he calms down and gets over that, that it'll be as useful or? Oh, I think it will because whether whether he's, whether he's blasted them in the head because he's angry, <laughs> right, uh, or not, it's not going to matter. He's done it. That's true. He's, and so he's established that he's capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it be, it becomes easier. He's done at least three, four. Yeah, three I think four, actually yeah. four. Uh, each one's going to become easier. Mm-hmm. Whether he calms down later and thinks about it or not doesn't matter. I don't think. Right. He's established that it's possible. Yeah, and, that he's and it's it's now a skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his tool belt, and so I think that it it, it would prove to be useful. So do you think going he's going to be more useful than some of the other people? 
Uh, it's possible. Mm. I think he's. I think this is a way of showing him kind of nut up a little bit mm. while still maintaining his anger toward his father. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, they gave us a picture of him being potentially suicidal last week. Sure. And when he jumped in the water, when he jumped in the water, we didn't talk about that too much. Well, because I don't think he was really suicidal. I think he no, just wanted to get away from them. Yes, but part of me has to think that it probably felt good that everyone rushed out to make sure that he was okay too, right? And so, sure. so a lot of times people want that attention, <laughs> yeah, right? Been there, and, and been so there. yeah, yeah. So it could have been part, could have been both, right? Yeah, it could have been. Um, so them stopping on this island. Yes. You know, Madison, she saw a light twice, turned on and off twice, which was kind of a nice pullback to the first season when they saw the, the flashlight, the flickering light signal, whoever that was, whatever that was, uh, kind of a nice callback to that. There's several callbacks in this to their previous season. In fact, there was a callback to the pilot episode. There was. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. But it's interesting that she, over these past two episodes, she really kind of mellowed out, I guess maybe that's the right word. She's, You think so? Well, what I mean is kind of going back in this mode of helping people. I think she felt super bad about the boat thing last time. And so now she's really in, I got to help people mode. And I have a say in what happens with the people that we can and can't help. Well, and she was reading Nick the riot act for putting his life in danger yeah. by going into the boat, which was foolhardy on his part, but he's a fucking drug addict. I heard he's a noise. He's not thinking right. I heard a noise. What I you, heard a noise. What the fuck do you mean you heard a noise? And it sounded like a pill bottle opening, <laughs> and that's what I went to go investigate it. That is all my life motivation right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Finding pill bottles. Yes, he is acting like he's clean because, by and large, he is clean. Yeah. But we see that his addictive personality is still there. And that he's urge is always, always there. going to struggle with that. Well, I don't think he's clean by choice. I think he's clean no. by necessity. By necessity. But even if he did get completely clean, that's always going to be a fucking struggle. Oh, sure. Always. Always. Yeah. So Agreed. anytime anything presents an opportunity, he's going to have to make a choice, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But everybody deals with that. Everybody's got something. Yeah, everybody's got. Everybody's their, got something that's kind of some sort of vice. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What did you think when those people came out and you saw the little kid? You was like, oh, that's the kid from the beginning. Were you surprised or? No, I mean, I knew, I knew they were it was, okay. There's a lot of things with this episode that really, t- as you watched it, you kind of figured out what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. And so, on one hand, I, I didn't mind that. No. Because I think the payoff still worked. Sure. Uh, was I surprised? No. I mean, why would you show us the kids on the beach? If we weren't going to see them later. If we weren't going to see them later yeah. in establishing that there was a fence there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would have. I think I would have just. And I think it, the dad, if he had his druthers, would have stayed secluded. Yeah, he wouldn't and, have acted like they were there. No. But and when Travis came out, he started yelling. I was like, "What are you? What an idiot! Shut your mouth! You don't know what's going on in here. You don't know. Who, you can't trust these people. You can't just start. Hey, hello, is anyone there? Hey, we're here. Uh, we're not a threat. We're not going to hurt you. We're not infected. Hey. Well, technically, well, you are. Um, so. But 
they you don't know what they're capable of. You don't know who's there. Right. And so these people have chosen to live in, in a ranger station on a secluded island. Mm-hmm. You have to be a special breed to do that kind of thing. You know, I'm really starting to think that they're coming into this uh, the, the the name of the show really is starting to kind of gel for me and warm and and I think one of the ideas that and it just I don't know why it's not really dawned on me mm-hmm. but more than the walking dead we've established but we've established in that that you it, they the people are the walking dead it's not this yes. not the walkers right so more so than the main show fear the walking dead is exactly that yes. it's about fearing the other people. And I think several years down the road, you're more likely to, I think people have a better, better understanding of, Hey, there's not as much of many of us anymore. Mm-hmm. We either need to kill these other people or right. we need to work with them. Right. Right. And who's going to decide and how do you decide? But in, in this, it's still too early. And yeah. it's like, you don't know what you're going to fucking get. It's like almost like a free for all kind of thing. And people are not really to the point where they understand that we need to kind of cling to each other and try to help each other out to, to ride this thing out because they don't have enough information. So, well, I mean, but the people who can you trust and who can you decide that you need to cling to these other people? Because like the group that they're in, they've kind of been forced into that situation. But this episode really calls into question, like, do we stick with these people or do we like, these people are fucking crazy. We need to get out of here. So, I really feel like at first I felt like maybe the title wasn't, it was just like, Oh, this kind of a cop out. They're just throwing a fucking word in front of the name. But it's like, I kind of feel like I understand what the thought process was behind that now. And so the episode title, no, the the title of the series. Oh, okay. Um, You just, you don't, you need to have a healthy fear. And when I think of fear, it's not just, I'm going to I'm going to hide in the corner and I'm going to tremble but it's more of a respect thing. Like you approach this house, you don't know what you're going to fucking get. So there yeah. needs to be a little bit of fear there, not from a, I'm pissing in my pants, yeah. but you need to be cautious. You need to be cognizant sure. of what the risk is and you need to have a healthy respect of you don't have the upper hand here because you have no idea what's going on. And so when you meet other people, there needs to be there needs to be some hesitancy there. Oh, sure. I mean, and, and, and I think that an awareness and cautiousness that and should be in everyday life, though. I agree there. Because I, I agree. <laughs> people, people are so trusting and so naive, and that now that all government restraints and basically infrastructure is gone, you really need to have some sort of fear for these people because there's nothing preventing them from treating you really badly, killing you, and taking your stuff. There's nothing preventing them from doing that. So. You need to be, I agree, you need to be cautious, you need to be not like not afraid, but wary and prepared. So when the mom was talking to Madison, yeah. and I'm not going to remember her name. I don't remember any of I don't names. care. Yeah, because it's it, inconsequential. I would have remembered if we thought we'd see them again. Right. But so we may not. When she started asking Madison about whether or not how she felt about little kids. Yeah. Did you know what was up at that point? Oh, yeah, you it's did. It's like, mm. well, 
you knew something mm. was wrong with them kids when you first saw them because they walked the little show. It reminded me, look at the pretty flowers. Look at the pretty flowers. Because, <laughs> you know, that girl, she went and she was feeding them rats. And it's like, they were just playing with me. They, they, they were just playing with me. It's okay. I like that Nick is playing with a little boy and that PSP is about the right time frame yeah. uh, would have, uh, for uh, when this would have taken place mm-hmm. or, or a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And I love how Alicia's just sitting there drinking wine, staring like, what? I don't, what, what's going on? Well, the, it's the apocalypse. I mean, you're, if you're old enough to be in the apocalypse, you're old enough to drink. So right. I, oh, I have no problem with her drinking <laughs> wine, but I think she's really struggling with that, like, and I don't know why the question isn't brought up more is she's they're trying to act like everything's normal and there's nothing wrong. It's just like, hey, we're visiting friends and family hanging out at night, you know, but really, why? Because we need to do other shit because the world has gone to shit. Well, but you don't want to scare kids. So that's, no, that's a that's a inner turmoil struggle thing. Yeah, <laughs> I I struggle with it because for her character in particular, they're really slow playing this teenager that basically this is not how I imagine life would turn out. Yeah. Kind of, it's going to wear thin quickly. Well, and, and that's she's, what the- she's, she's been very naive and done some dumb things uh, and did some, I mean, later on the episode, she's walking around with her earbuds in. I'm like, you don't know what this place is. Here's the thing. I would too, though. I I don't want to hear other people talk. Oh, see, I wouldn't. Here's why. I don't even like driving with earbuds. (laughs) I don't like laying in bed with earbuds. Yeah. I don't like being in a situation where I can't hear what's going on outside of that, right? Mm. Because what if I miss something? Sure. You know, and now that I have kids and things like that, mm. especially in the car, when I'm in the car, I'm afraid that I'm not going to hear something that's going to be critical to making sure that I drive <laughs> safely, de- safely, defensively. Yeah. It's very dangerous to drive with earbuds in. I, yeah. And I, so that's my perspective. Sure. But I mean, like when I'm at home by myself, I'll put earbuds in. I do that all the time. Uh, if I was by myself, yeah. If yeah. I'm with my family, no. no. I don't know. I'm not going to And I that. like talking on the phone with earbuds better because I'm deaf, <laughs> so I can hear with both ears. We know. Yeah, I know you know. Uh, so the scene with Nick and the little boy up in his room, yeah. that, what did you think about that? I, I thought it's, I'm, I'm liking Nick's character more and more just because, I felt like he was interacting with this kid because he kind of has the same same mentality at times. Yeah. You know, it's just like a big, stupid kid. Well, I mean, it made me, it gave me some hope for him that he wasn't as selfish as sometimes he comes off because he's really put the group in danger. And like in season one, when he took that dying dude's morphine just to get a fix, you're like, this dude's a piece of crap. And he's just going to be super selfish. But seeing him interact with the kids and really caring about them and, Looking at the toys and be like, "What's going on here? Why do they all have the dots?" Oh, yeah, well, well that's what they do when they get sick. It's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, is that what's going to happen to you? No, no, no. I take my power, power pill. pill. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the more you learn about this family, you're it's more like, like "What up? What?" Well, you know, the dad is talking with Travis, and I thought it was interesting that he just flat out says, "You're Maori, right?" Yeah, which. He he, he is. is Maori yeah. in like real life, yeah, in real life, right. yeah. So IRL, uh, there you go. 
Um, and, but we've never established in the show what he is. And that's just like, I mean, he has, he has the look. He doesn't necessarily sure. have the accent, but I just thought that was interesting. And it was, their, their discussion just kind of led, led us down this path of this guy might be a little off his rocker. Right. Uh, he's called himself a amateur anthropologist. Amateur a lot of things. No, amateur. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, his... His reasoning, he was like, you know, I really respect your culture to where you're so tied to the land that where life begins and where life ends is all in the same place. Mm, and and it's with so family. Much, so much history and ancestry there and how they pray to their ancestors and they don't want to disrespect their ancestors. I mean, that's that's a fascinating... It is... Okay. No lie. It is fascinating. Fascinating. But do I want to emulate that? No. Fuck no. I mean, if I was Maori... Maybe, maybe, but I'm not. But I would have that. I would have those badass tattoos. I would be 350 pounds. Yes, and eat a roast pig every day, every fucking day, every day, and And I'd have the best badass body tattoo. uh, Yeah, I would be okay. I don't know if money could buy. I think it's just something. I would have a full body suit of tribal. (laughs) I mean, I just would. It would. And I would, it would be fine. I'd be like, well, well, this is part of my religion. You can't not hire me. What was because- the <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Super religious beliefs. Yes. Hey, what was the name of that movie we watched? Wasn't that Maori? Yeah. Uh, Indi- uh, the Deadlands? The Deadlands. Yeah. yeah. If you so have, good. Yeah. If you've not seen The Deadlands and you want to catch some more uh, Maori action... Oh, that was violent as hell. Boy, it was. When they Ooh, were, that was each other's throats with those little jade paddles. I was like, Ooh, God, Ooh. knocking the shit out of each other. Oh. Uh, but yeah, this guy is definitely, uh, he's definitely, uh, Jim Jones up in this bitch. <laughs> and Nick made a reference to that later on. And I kept thinking, you know, did you get the reference? Oh yeah. Yeah. But how many people do you think under the age of 30 are going to understand what well, the see, fuck that we're means? We're a little different and we were like, you know, read about things that <laughs> right. are a little, a little off. And yeah. so I, that, that's, that's just something that I, I read when I hear about something like that, I'm like, I try to understand. So I research and be like, Why? Why would people do Why this? Why would you do this? Now, in that, they drank, they drank Kool-Aid. They drank Kool-Aid. Wasn't, wasn't taking a pill, no. necessarily. But the net result was still the same. So it was an, I feel like it was an accurate uh, uh, reference. Sure, but you see the, the pictures from that thing, and you're just like, oh, my God. No, uh, it was It's dumb. It's disturbing. It's dumb. It's dumb. Um, yeah. People are dumb. People are So dumb. I think that's the big idea. For for this episode, people are dumb. People are dumb. Well, that's but Tommy, why you should be afraid of them. Exactly. But I think Tommy Lee Jones, Agent K, said it best in Men in Black. A person is can, smart. A person can be smart, but people are dumb. I believe that. I believe oh, that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Because by and large, people are dumb. Well, you can get the mob mentality and shit like oh. that. It's just you know that's why people loot and like when when teams win the championship, they riot and flip buses over and set cars yeah. on fire. That's it's, dumb. It's, it's ridiculous. That's not a reason oh. to do that. Oh, but to them, that's every reason. Yeah, we won the championship. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, did you? Did you? Were you on the court? Do you so, see any of the basketball team so, out here? So win or lose, mm. shit's getting torn up. Yeah. Where's we're, the logic in that? We're gonna burn this mother down. Hey, this city we live in, we're going to burn it to the ground to celebrate that we won. Yeah. And if we lose, we're going to burn it to the ground. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know. I don't understand. Did you like the little interactions we had between a lot of the characters, like Ophelia and her dad, mm. or Nick and Alicia? Like, Ophelia says, like, I'm glad. I know you didn't want this world for me, but I'm glad because it helps me understand you, you. a little more. 
Because it's cruel. It's because it's cruel. And I'm like, oh, that's ice cold. Yeah, she's not She's not feeling no dad. Um, no, I, there was a lot of uh, Nick and Alicia had that uh, little um, uh, exchange. They talk about the apocalypse. and how yeah. It was interesting here he made a distinction between it not being the rapture. Yeah, it's not the rapture, but it is. But it is, and, uh, but it is kind of an apocalyptic type thing. It's interesting. It's an interesting little theological thing kind of thrown in there. That's one of the things I like <laughs> about this episode, though, is that you know they, they've really progressed the story a lot, even though it was kind of a set alone episode. You know, like very standalone. Yeah, like very standalone. It didn't need. Did it need to exist? Well, we don't know yet, yeah. but it did drop a lot of important information. It did. I felt. Yeah, it gave a, gave us some more insight. Okay, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, Daniel and Strand. Daniel does not trust Strand. For oh, it was so anything. great. He was a helicopter parent there. Oh God, he was. But what I liked is it kind of advanced Daniel in a, in a sense that when everyone went out to check out the island, he's like, "No, me and Ophelia were stand. We'll, we'll stay we'll here. Keep you company. We'll, we'll we'll stay here. We'll keep him company." Yeah. I'm just like, well, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, he's doing that because he doesn't trust Strand and he doesn't want Strand to leave them. Right. Um. But in a way, he's helping everyone else too because if he didn't like everyone else, he could just easily say, "Okay, the, haul that dead weight's off the boat. Let's fucking pull way anchor and leave." Well, I think he um, feels more attached to them because of what I, he went through versus Strand, who they just picked up from I, that weird military prison hospital thing. I think so too, and I think ultimately, in Daniel's heart of hearts, he doesn't see any of them as a threat. Oh no! And should you? No. I mean, he's a he's a fucking terrorist, right. essentially. He's, he's like, I flayed this man in front of you, and you bitches let me do it. They ain't shit. Yeah, they ain't shit. Um, you know, it's interesting because one of the other themes that I've really seen uh, in the series as a whole, uh, in this episode in particular, is a theme of family. Mm-hmm. Because we've got Madison and Travis and their clan, Nick, Alicia, and Chris. Chris. And then Daniel has Ophelia now. And then we go to this island and we see a family. Mm-hmm. But what about Strand? Hmm. Do you think he has a family somewhere? Maybe. Wait. I've got some interesting thoughts on that, too. Oh, do you? When we use the word family in regards to Strand, it may just be family. Yeah. Not necessarily like... Wife and kids and that sort of thing. He may be part of like the family cartel. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Especially where they're going. Yeah. Once Daniel uh, digs up that chest with the uh, guns and the maps. Oh, the, yes. With very specific latitudes and longitudes. We're gonna go potentially go to Baja. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, latitudes and longitudes of where to meet out in the middle of the fucking ocean. What else are you doing out I, there? I couldn't imagine. I mean. What else What else could it be? Uh, yeah. I mean, we could speculate, like, maybe this is a really good spot for tuna fishing, but <laughs> he's not in the proper God. boat to catch tuna. No, and you can't catch a tuna on your own. Have you seen how massive those fucking things are? Sure. Have you ever did you you did you ever consider how big a fucking tuna fish is? You eat Oh, I know get, how big tuna. You, are. Well, I know, but before you knew that, you like, oh, it just comes in this little can and it makes a delicious right. delicious ass sandwich. And then one day you find out what fish it actually comes from. You're like, "Oh, man, that fucker's huge." What, what like a couple hundred pounds? Did you ever watch that discovery show about sword fishing? 
where they catch swordfish. Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. now and then they'd catch a tuna. And they were like, oh, I'm so glad we caught this tuna. Like, we catch a swordfish, like a 500-pound swordfish, that's like $1,000. We got a 300-pound tuna, that's 10000 bucks right there Shh. for a 300-pound tuna. It's like, that made our whole season right there, catching that bluefin tuna. We're oh. going to we're gonna go in now. And that's some good eating. Oh, yeah. And they, like, have the sushi graders come, like, to the dock. And they're like, we'll give you $12,000 for this tuna. And they're like, 13 Okay. And Damn. I'm like, what the? What? I think we're in the wrong line of business. Shit, I don't want to be a fisherman out on the sea. Are you kidding? I think we could do the podcast from a boat. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sure we could. $10 million boat. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Why not? We could have our own room. I mean, if it's called the Abigail, why not? Mm. Where were we? We're talking about Chris now. Are we? I don't know. No. We we were talking about Strand. Oh, we're talking about Strand. Yeah. Uh, so why wouldn't he be a drug runner? Why would he, why, that would explain why he's so comfortable around Nick and why he has so much fucking money. Yeah. So but we'll see. Much we'll money. see. Yeah, we will we'll see. I want to talk a little bit about more about that later. Okay. We can do that. Um, because his, his interaction when he makes his call. Yeah. I think that's some pertinent information. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, but, uh, we, okay. So what did you think about, uh, when Chris starts dispatching these walkers and, uh, he's down there with that oldest kid, which obviously this oldest kid has bought dad's, uh, line of bullshit. Self-reliance. Hook, hook, line and sinker. Well, I mean, when you're you're isolated like that. Stick with nautical terms here. That's all he's, that's all he knows. That's all he's known his whole life. So he... You know, you're going to trust your dad when you're a kid, and if you don't know any different, you don't know any better. So, no, I get that, but I thought I thought it was good. Like, and you talked about maybe he's proven his self worth. I mean, I, it's nice to see him contribute it instead of being a sulky, sullen teenager and getting out of that mode because that was super annoying. And if that had kept going, I would have been like, "All right, I'm ready for him to die." Well, that last one he got, I think he was doing that really, really to kind of spite Travis. Yeah. I mean, he was teasing the thing. He was like calling in. Yeah. Come on over here. Tapping the fence. And some, some may misconstrue Travis the way he feels about who he thinks Chris is becoming as misguided, but I don't think it's wrong. I think it's, it's, it's okay for a father to question uh, their their child. The question was happening with their child. Their child is growing up, and is this situation that's just it's fucked up. This is to say what it right. is. But he's still having trouble processing that. You know, he, in his mind, he's probably still seeing that the small little kid that's running around. Um, what did he say? Cutting grass. Yeah, I saw him mowing the lawn. Yeah. yeah. And now he's now he's killing now walkers. he's blasting walkers in the face. I mean, with well, pickaxe. We, we see that in the normal series with uh, Rick and Carl, hmm. because even in the early seasons, Rick's like, "You don't need a gun. You need to st- stay in the house, Carl. Stay in the fucking house." Yeah, you know, it's just trying to protect their innocence. But eventually, Rick comes to the realization, like, "Hey, you're in this world. You survived in this world too. So you're you're good. You're on your own. I'm fine. I trust you and all that stuff." But I think it's a, a a learning process that no father really wants to have to go through. No, and I agree with that because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's going to be forced. Yeah, I've got stuff happening now with my kids in school. You know, other yeah. kids coming up to them and asking them about certain things, and it's like, sure. ooh, wow, I didn't know I'd have to sit down and, and talk to to my eleven year old son about condoms and talking yeah. to the girls in his class about condoms mm-hmm. and. 
and in how you know it's a different world that we live in now and how you know now i have to tell them hey you have to be careful how you talk to a a young lady or any kids but especially young lady in in school because you 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 could be you get in big uh, trouble you could get in big trouble and Mm -hmm. and get uh suspended for harassment you know depending on the type of things that you you talk to them about and even though you're your uh, uh, motives were pure. I mean, and, you and, don't know any better. Yeah, you don't know any better, and you you just not thinking. You're just yeah. having a conversation with someone else. Someone asks you a question, you answer it, and like, shit, you could get thrown into uh, detention yeah. <laughs> or suspended just because of some conversation, you know. And it's yeah. it's it's like the world has gotten crazier yeah. since when I was a kid. Oh, absolutely, it has. Uh, we were able to get re- we were able to get away with so much more shit than we kids oh, my could get head. away. People didn't give a shit. I am a firm believer that any time in history is a bad time to be a kid. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I say all that to say that from Travis' perspective, you know, take the whole Walker zombie apocalypse thing out of the, out of the uh, equation, and he's still going to have to, at some point, his, his son's going to grow up, and they're going to have to have conversations about the loss of innocence and, and, and you know, the him being becoming a man and, sure. and the world around him is changing and there's things that he's going to have to deal with. And so yeah. I, I get that and I appreciate that. Sure. So that's kind of how I view that. Uh, I don't view it as him not being true to his character and just being, you know, yeah. dumb. Did you like the scene after where they're fixing the fence and Travis is like, how could you just give up? How do I'm, not, you, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, what, do you, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm fixing the fence, but Travis thinks it's giving up because he had talking about, you know, right over there, there's a ton of them, weekenders that are here to visit, and they got stranded, and now they're all dead, and they're all the walking dead over there. So we can, as long as they don't rush the fence, we'll be fine. But, you know, we got to be careful. And Travis is like, well, then why don't you leave? Why would you stay here? This is our home. This, we're tied to this land, like the Maori tradition. And Travis just couldn't understand. He's like, I feel like you're just giving up. No, no, no. I'm just fixing the fence and getting ready to protect my own. Well, it's a different perspective, right? Sure. You know, they were all forced out. And if they didn't leave, they were going to get napalmed. Yeah, they right? really got bombed. <laughs> they so, would have been dead. Um, I can agree with this guy's mentality from uh, to to, uh, to a degree, right? And so sure, there is no imminent threat. Well, I mean, there's a, a persistent threat. There is a persistent threat, but it's okay. Imminent threat's not the right word, but it's a persistent threat. But it's like you you live in some semblance of protection and isolation. Yeah, and their the way, their yeah. situation is manageable. Compared yes, to others. If you leave, then what? Yeah, there's an element of the unknown. You don't know what's out there. And even Travis should, of all people, know better because like you don't even you don't even know what you're going to find when you go to San Diego, which is your supposed first. Destination, right? Because they had learned from the logbook earlier that San San Diego was burned. It's yeah, gone, gone, wiped off the map. They burned yeah. it. They didn't napalm. They burned that right. Fire. And and so they learned that in the logbook. But then they also, uh, it was also confirmed uh, via, from the ranger. Via, yeah, from the yeah. ranger station as well. So Nick, <laughs> being the pill hunter that he is, I I felt like this was a necessary scene. I felt like. We needed to kind of call back to his addictive side, and we needed to show that this is something that he's always going to struggle with. Yeah. And so he went pill hunting. I mean... And he didn't really find anything he was looking for. But let me ask you this. Yeah. When he's in that room, 
and he hones in on that little mini globe mm-hmm. up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Did that feel realistic to you? Yes. Good, because it felt realistic to me, it too, because did. I'm sorry, but I would have fucking looked at that thing, too. Oh, yeah. I always... I think it was so out of place. You could tell that it was absolutely something, yeah. something, something was off about that. Something There's a potential. And even if it wasn't there, then you just move on to something yeah. else. Maybe that's where he keeps his booze. Maybe that's where he keeps his or maybe, Or maybe it's nothing. But there's one thing that I've learned is that you have to look... A lot of times, the best place to hide things is in plain sight. Yes. And so I, I've have learned to look in places that well I'm not talking about drugs necessarily. Well where where the fuck are you snooping? <laughs> okay. Uh, so oh, oh I always made it a habit of knowing and this is just wrong, but I always knew since I was probably six or seven. Yeah. I knew what I was getting Christmas morning. Oh, did you? Parents were shit. Okay. At hiding stuff. Do you remember how pissed off you got a couple years ago at Christmas when your kids found out what what, what Santa was given? Yeah, but that's that's different. Okay, I'm just saying. But I changed it. Yeah. See, but I found out. Yeah. That they found out. Yeah. See, the difference was when I was a kid, nobody they didn't fucking find out. Oh, nice. So if you're gonna be sneaky, don't get caught. Sure. That's my lesson to the world. It's a great lesson. Are you distracted by the beep? Yeah. What is that? Beep? I don't know. It's something outside. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. I was like, what is that weird beep? So, yeah, I completely bought that because I would have fucking looked in that thing, too. Yeah. I mean, I, in my younger days, I would snoop around. I mean, why would it? What, how, what child didn't write? <laughs> if you go in someone's did, house and he, they leave, like, you always look at people's medicine cabinets. You're like, oh, this person has chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Hmm. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Quite yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There's cream for this too. <laughs> so yeah, I know, I, I understand. Whatever it is, it's itchy. Yeah, but I mean, I never went and like pill popped or anything like that. I went, but I mean, everybody's been cap- guilty of snooping, and you learn, you learn where people hide shit because people are not good at hiding shit. No, people aren't. People just aren't. Unless you have like a safe, which is also proven on this episode, that's not really the best thing. Actually, that's a fire alarm. Is it a fire alarm? It is a fire alarm. And we're back. And we're fine. Uh, no fire here. Hope nobody is worried. It could be a fire somewhere, yeah. but it's not currently where we're at. Yeah, so. which is good. And the rain picked up again, so it'll just put it out, <laughs> just I'm sure. Put it out. You know. I mean, the ground is saturated. How could anything burn right oh, now? Oh, no. There's no way. It's too wet. It's yeah. too wet. Okay. So I don't even remember where we were, but that's okay too. That doesn't want to work. I did want to talk a little bit about um, the scene uh, with Strand and Daniel again. Yes, uh, where he's sitting, he's just tapping his belly. <laughs> do to do to do. You're just hovering around me. Yeah. Damn. Go away. You're like the you're like the angel of death. Oh, it could be could be a guardian angel. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like all of their exchanges. I do too. In this and, episode, and Strand is just sitting there with the key in the boat, watching the radar, watching the radar. That son of a bitch has to sleep at some point. Well, I mean, or drop a deuce at some point. Do you think? What, <laughs> what do you think he's so concerned about? Well, uh, clearly he has somewhere he needs to be. Yes. Okay. And we learn that later. We do learn that later. Um. 
We do learn that later. He's on a mission. Yeah. He's on a mission. So, I mean, I think he's a little worried about his boat getting taken over by pirates, but I think more than that, he's just worried that he's not going to make some deadlines. Yeah, I think he's exactly. I think he's more concerned about getting where he needs to be. Right. I want to talk about this Madison and the mom thing a little bit. Let's do that. Of everything in the episode, this is what irked me Uh the most. Uh Uh-oh. Because... Madison had zero information about the situation. Like, we know that he's a little weird, you know, taking power pills and shit like that, but she decides to take these two kids away from her family, their family, before she knows any of that shit. She just knows, um, the mom wants them to go, so I'm gonna take them. She, she doesn't know that there's walking, that there's walkers on the other side. She does, I mean, it looks like they're in a fairly safe compound. And eventually they may run out of supplies and shit like that, but they're doing okay. They have a garden. They can fish. Like, it's not like they're in any imminent danger of starvation. And she's just like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I'll take them. We got to get them out of here. They're not safe here. Well, I mean, she knew the mom had MS. Sure. But the dad and the brother were fine. They could provide for them. Yeah, but the mom had MS, so the kids had to go with them. Why? Because the mom had MS. I don't understand. Kids can't grow up without a mom. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Well, if, they, if they go in the I'm boat, tr- they wouldn't have a mom. <laughs> um, I was just trying to find some semblance of logic. In I just didn't understand the whole situation. Like, and then she's like, "We're taking him with us, damn it!" And I'm like, "But, but, but," and I'm not sure how she easily why? convinced uh, Travis to go along with that. As well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Nick was on board because he had mentioned that they're about to go uh, Jonestown up in this piece. Right. Um, With the power pills and like the pills that he finds. He's like, I and, think he's poisoning and, his kids. And maybe that, maybe that was the ultimate kind of deciding factor is yeah. once they gathered all that intel, it's like, hey. See, that's fine. At yeah. that point, maybe. Yeah. But before you know that, I'm like, no, just because the mom says, I want them to have a chance at a real life. Yeah, Madison I mean, can't guarantee anything. No, but if a mom is telling, if a mom is willing to let go of her children, she's either not right or the situation is dire. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm not saying this, it was, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it happened. Well, I mean, I'm it, okay with it. It didn't work out anyway, so it yeah. didn't really matter. But I mean, who <laughs> who are you to volunteer to take kids from their family? Like, who are you? Well, why would you want to impose your children on someone else? Yes, I mean, to the me, audacity—that's that's my responsibility, whether I have an affliction or not. Right, those are my children. And you know what? If it's because you have a problem with your husband, then fucking stand up to him. Tell him, no, yeah. you son of a bitch, we're not killing ourselves because. Yeah. You want to die altogether. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm taking the kids. I'm leaving. Right. Agreed. Gone. Agreed. But then what would the dad have done? Killed him? Well, I don't know. I mean, apparently he's I think capable that's, of well, killing them. Obviously. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that whole situation just seemed odd to me. And when the mom was like, yeah, I saw you through on the ship. And I was like, oh, I just saw this ray of hope immediately when I saw your face. I I'm get like, it. I get it, though. But I get it. If you're going to live with someone that when he was talking with Travis, is like, well, the world just said, fuck this. We're done with y'all. We right. need, there needs to be a cleansing. Right. <laughs> I've had enough of you fucking people. You're, you are really, you're, you're overtaxing me. Well, nature always wins. 
which was a nice. I, I appreciated that. That was yeah. a nice callback to the pilot episode. Sure, it was uh, because it does. Nature does always win. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, yeah. You, know, you think you're smart? No. I mean, look. I mean, look at Houston this week. Like we built all this shit and try to protect ourselves from nature, and then you know, 15 inches of rain comes and destroys half of what we built. You billions know? of gallons of water. Yeah, not millions. 240 but... billion gallons of water in the last 72 hours. Yeah ridiculous uh it's gonna go and it's gonna do what it wants to do and we didn't have just water we also had tornadoes yeah. i mean i saw a house that had a two by four sticking out of the roof yeah because it just got slung into it man yeah. you know how much force that requires yeah a, a bit yeah so uh a two by four through your gut <laughs> that'll kill you yeah that's gonna kill you you're not getting up from that but that's the point is these forces of nature shit it's you mean you? We're not shit, right? I mean, ultimately, right. it's true. We, we forget that we we're not. Shit. Yeah, we're we're just tiny specks on this big old ball of dust, right? And to think that uh, we're we're capable of God every day, every day, even without the zombie apocalypse, every day is a fucking roll of the dice, right? You don't fucking know. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't yeah. know. You don't know. It's true. It <laughs> I mean, I almost true. ate it on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking fire alarm going off while we're recording this. Yeah, you know? I don't, we, we, the place could be burning around, burning down around us. We don't. We have no idea. We're we're, we're podcasting while Rome burns. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We're just gonna play play a song while Rome burns. <laughs> so no, I. I like that sequence because I think more than any more than any other time we got the the best explanation for what was happening, but or most reasonable explanation for what was what was happening sure. than we've ever gotten. Not that we'll fair. ever understand what actually occurred, but or why? But but why can we not just accept that the world just said? I, the, fuck you! We're, I'm enough. done. I'm done with you people. Yeah, I can't. I can't sustain all these <laughs> yeah, people. No I can't more. do this no more. Right, I've had enough. Which is what I would hope the mom would have done with this dad, this crazy ass dad. Just said, "No, this is no. This is not okay." Yeah. But I, I guess she felt like she was trapped, and the only thing she could do is you know flick the light a couple of times, right? <laughs> and then she came down with their cute little suitcases and his bunny rabbit. Like he gets scared at night, you know. And you know, you could tell that she really cares about the kids, and she thinks she's doing what's best for them, but doing it behind the dad's back, and you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that I don't agree with. I get though. I get. There's plenty of relationships oh, like yeah, that. Absolutely. No, people just they get beyond the point of where. Well, do you think you could have a coherent or intelligent conversation about this guy that probably is so set in his ways? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. And based on his response when he walks in, yeah, you know he's pretty far gone. Oh, yeah. He's pretty far gone. What the fuck is this? Yeah, what's going on? What are we doing here? This is not okay. Really? Why? Why is this happening? Why? I get it. But what happens next... Was pretty spectacular. One of my favorite things that I've seen in The Walking Dead overall. Well, we haven't seen a child in a while. In a while. In a while. And I think we were due. We were due. And, I mean, do you think this is better than the child getting eaten by a zombie? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, well, 
Sam getting eaten was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a whole different. I was totally That's fine. for a whole different reason. I was fine with that happening. Um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I wonder how much of this is going to weigh on Madison. Well, I was going to say on Nick. You think this will weigh on Nick? Well, the little girl walked in on him when he was when he found the stash with the power pills because the and do you think that it's possible that she didn't know where they were until she saw that he was messing with that yeah i think that's entirely possible because they had been told so long about these power pills and like oh i found the power pills i'm gonna take them because mommy and daddy said we take the power pills and if you're gonna tell a kid that something's a power pill what does that mean right because he even said to a child it'll make me big and strong and i won't be able to get sick because i'll take my power bill and in this moment do you think maybe she's scared because she she's starting to understand that maybe she's going to she needs to be brave and needs to be strong because she's leaving i think that's part of it and i think she also just wants to do what her parents have told her she was going to get to do she's like i don't want to wait to take my power bill. i'm gonna take it now i'm doing now and then power's on when they told her, like, you can't hold her. You can't hold her. And then the eyes open. I was like, oh, shit. Dunsky. This is about to go down. And it went down. She reached up and she tore mom's neck out of her. Right. Awesome. And so it's just a little boy that's left. So fine, we'll take him. Yeah. So what did you think about uh, Strand's response when he sees the boy? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. No? I didn't like it. Well, he's, wait a minute. He's the most logical, insane person there. I understand that he's the most <laughs> logical, insane person there, but in this situation, that boy is... You are you were literally leaving that boy to die. But what he said is absolutely true. Children are the very definition of dead weight. Oh. <laughs> I, I agree. But I, I agree with you, but you can't but if you do go, that. But if you go by a clinical definition, yes. Sure. They are. Oh, I understand. What I, usefulness? I my own. What usefulness do they bring in this situation? Yeah, they're nothing but a threat to you. And they're to nothing safety. but a risk. Oh, sure, because you were going to sacrifice yourself for those kids. But they're a risk to you surviving. But you surviving is not the point. Them surviving and perpetuating the species is the point. Yes. So, yes, what he said is technically correct, and he is the. I think really he is the 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 only voice of reason. It's a very harsh reasoning. It is a harsh reasoning. But I think everything he says is technically accurate. I loved Madison's response to him though, where she was like, You do not get a say in who lives and who dies this time. You're not getting to decide. I like that she stood up to him. Yeah. She's not afraid of him. I mean, what what's he gonna do? Kicked him off the boat? Right. She he's outnumbered. But then the brother coming to rescue the little brother, what'd you think of that? I think based on what that brother's been taught to do, that was his response. Yeah. I think if I would, that's what I would have done. Sure. I don't know these people. Yeah. And think about it. They're taking my brother. Yeah. Does he know what his mom's plan was at that point? No. I don't think so. I don't know why they didn't try to bring him too, though. Like, hey, your your family's dead. Just come with us. Eh. We're tied to this land. This is our land. We have eh. to be here. Eh. And then another thing that kind of put me out of the story is like, how did the mom get down there so fast? Yeah, how did she turn so fast? She turned so fast, and she's already down on the dock. Like, well, but she's fresh, it, and so they can move faster. Sure, but I mean, in the time it took them to run down there, unhook the boat, <laughs> she's already down there. I'm like, mm. there's really nowhere to go. Uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a stretch. It was a bit of a stretch. Um, wave by kind, to those nice people that are leaving. Kind Just of keep waving an, by. You had mentioned earlier there. There was a kind of a, a this parts of this episode. There was an ode to look at the, look at the flowers. Yeah. And the, in this scene with the boy waving to them as his back is turned to mm-hmm. his mother and what his brother is about to do. Yeah. That was, and that, he dropped her. Oh, he did. Well, what are you gonna do? Right. And Alicia was like, "Don't look." And Chris looked because he had seen his mom fuck. die. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a grown ass man. I'm I forty. Can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look. Uh, Nick looked, but then when it was done, he turned away. Yeah. And I, I can't help. I can't help but think that this is gonna weigh on him. I think it's a way in the whole group, and I think it'll be a good learning experience for them. Like, um, when we get on the shore, we don't need to be helping these people. We don't need to try and take them away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. Oh, you're excited about the next episode? Well, let's talk a little bit about Strand before we get into that. One thing I think that we needed to finish talking about is the fact that he did get on his, uh, well, technically, it would have been a satellite terminal. Technically, it's a satellite terminal. Yeah. It's not. You can call it a phone if you like. Technically, it's a terminal. Works a little different than a cell phone, which is why it still works. Yeah. And this is interesting. I, I I really hadn't thought about this. Like, well, yeah, the satellite phones. As long as you can recharge batteries, yeah. uh, to, to for the terminal, that work. They're gonna work probably pretty much. Well, not indefinitely, but a pretty long time because those satellites are gonna be in orbit for a while. Yeah, they're gonna keep orbiting. Eventually, you'll see one or two fall. That's fine. Eventually. For sure. But you've got a few months, uh, years. But whoever he was talking to, that was an interesting conversation. It was an interesting conversation. Uh, basically, details as to, yes, I'm going to be there. Um, you know, how long can you wait? Yeah, how long can we push it? And, I will uh, be there. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, well, hmm. He's either delivering himself or delivering something else. I'm Do not, you think he's delivering them? Well, that'd be a fucked up twist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he would be delivering them for. I mean, if they, these people are into like human slavery, you know, that's a big trade. And so maybe he's delivering people. I don't think that's true. But uh, yeah, I don't know what purpose that would serve, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he's clearly something shady is going on. And when Daniel finds his. He's got a deadline. Yeah. When Daniel finds his safe with, like we said, with the maps and the latitudes and longitudes in the middle of the ocean and the very nice assault rifle, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Daniel's response too. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And he just kinda, <laughs> he checks the clip and like, oh, well, this is nice. <laughs> I like this one. I'm going to keep this one for me. Well, I think in that moment it was kind of a gleeful. It's like I fucking told everybody. I knew it. I see, knew it. See, I, I fucking knew it. knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah. Um, I think he was kind of enjoying his discovery because of that. Yeah. You know, and I get that. I, I get agree. that. I was fucking right. I was, I was right. right. Um, I love the episode. That I thought it was great. great. I didn't think it. Uh, I didn't think it was slow, but I don't. I I haven't really felt like it. I mean, there was like one episode last season that right. was sort of slow. I like the built-in tension that they're doing. Yeah, it, it, it's different. I think we're really they're really showing us some stuff that we've never seen before, and yes. I'm I'm loving the whole zombie in the water element. The that floaters, fucking, I'm gonna call them floaters. 
Floaters are terrifying. Yeah, they are. Because they just, you know, they get in the water and they float to wherever they go and then they get up and... Because if you decided, hey, to hell with the rest of the world, I'm just going to go off to an island, mm-hmm. sooner or later... The tide is going to wash one of them up. Sooner or later, they're going to come flying. Yeah. Because when they first landed on the island, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. And it could be years. Be on an island where you're kind of isolated from everybody, but if it's got... Places for you to grow food. You can fish if you got water. I mean, if there's an infrastructure on this island that's got water, you're fine. You're going to be good. Hmm. But to think, but you forget about the threat. Like, oh, these things are dead and they float. They'll just come up here and then you're not safe. Awesome. So, do you think that the same kind of fate as the West Coast would have happened on the East Coast? Because most of our major cities and our and our, uh, the biggest populations are going to be on our coastlines. Sure, right. Um, I would think so. I th- I would think if they were going to do cobalt, they would have done it in all the major cities, except for Atlanta for some reason. Probably because the CDC is there. Well, yeah. Well, clearly Atlanta did not get napalmed, right. and, he, and Eugene was coming from Houston, so I don't know if um, yeah. there's napalm in Houston. But he said, you know, we came from Houston, and like we're all the way out here now on the way to DC, so. Hmm. I don't know if they did D.C. either, but that's because that's what the government is. But I'm assuming most of the major cities got napalmed. Because, again, most of the major cities are going to be on your coastlines. I don't know. This is interesting. It is interesting. I really hope we get to down to Baja and just see what's going on down there. That that interests me. Maybe Mm -hmm. that destination interests me more than any other destination. Well, I think it'll be very different because we've seen rural America. We've seen big city America. We've never seen the desert. I think it'll be fun. There's nowhere for you to, for them to hide in the desert. You can see them coming from miles because it's just a flat desert. So what's next is we finally get to see flight uh, uh, characters from Flight 462, yep. and we're actually getting two. Yeah, Charlie and Jake. Yep. And did you actually finish watching all I of? Have watched okay. them all. Yeah. So did you when in that last episode? And this is something I had speculated back when we were watching. Um, I don't remember what episode it was. Maybe been three or four. Yeah. Uh, of the first season of Fear the Walking Dead, and when Nick was searching that or trying to get in that house, and he saw the plane overhead. That was the plane. Son of a bitch. Called it. That was the. Plane. That was the plane. Yeah. Um, and so I, it was on its way to Phoenix. It was actually in its descent to Phoenix, had to turn back around, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing it's going to probably splash down, would be my guess. It looked like it crashed in the desert. Do you think so? I'm thinking it's going to hit the water. Well, because it had those scenes where, you know, like you see the people in the chairs as walkers in a plane, like in the preview for next time, in the desert. So, And then you see, uh, I forget her name, um, running, like, the dead are coming, the dead are coming, and she's in the desert too, so it makes me think that the plane crash in the desert mm. but i could be wrong and it looks like we're going to get a very tense scene yeah. where they're kind of like cornered and it looked like it what was it daniel uh alicia mm-hmm. uh maybe ophelia and nick a few of them are in some trouble yeah and they look like those walkers are coming fast and furious yes it did so no i'm excited i'm enjoying season two so far i'm too um you know it, it, the next episode has got a great title it does oroboros what is it oroboros oh yeah i know i'm not pronouncing that correctly i've had a i've had a whole uh tumbler of rye whiskey 
As am I. But that's the creature that eats its own tail, right? So it's yeah. the self-perpetuation. Mm. Should be interesting. Like a phoenix. No. A phoenix that's is a, a self-perpetuation. Right? But it's a self-perpetuation. Yeah, but it doesn't eat itself. And when it dies and is born from the ashes. Hmm. Self-perpetuating. Yeah, I put it in a positive way. Rather than eat it yourself, which yeah. is not really positive. Or possible. Sure. I've tried. I'm not quite I'm not quite that flexible. No. You'd have to basically remove that last rib. Yeah, but you see those like super bend. flexible dudes, and you know they don't do that all the time. No. I mean, you gotta leave the house at some point. <laughs> you would think right? So. <laughs> and when you think about it, that's a little grosser. It's a little grosser. But everybody's like, Oh, that would be so great. I'm like, I don't think you're fully no, thinking this I don't, through. I don't think that's great at all. I don't think you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's change the subject, can we? Let's change the subject, and let's let's hear from you guys. Please. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, are you enjoying season two of Fear the Walking Dead? Or are you hating it? Because it's getting real mixed reviews. It is. So. It really is. So let us know. Yeah. We'll let us know. And we'll, if you have any ideas, comments, hopes, dreams... Uh, theories that you'd like to share uh, and uh, you'd like to hear us share them on the show, we'd be happy to do that. So you can either hit us, hit us up on Twitter at fear nthcast or send us an email fear at nthcast.com. We'll both get that. That's right. We yeah. both get that. And it'll be thrilling for all of us. Um, in, in the meantime, Make sure you listen to our main show. The Nthcast. Yes, because it's it's really quite... It's what started all of this it's madness. It's quite fantastic. Uh, we talk about so many other things other than just The Walking Dead. It's quite a broad spectrum of topics it that we've is. covered. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, movies. Comics. Oh, man, we're going to do... Books. Captain America, Civil War here shortly, and yeah, that's going to be... Excited. The more I see previews, I'm actually to the point where I don't. It's like, oh god, enough already! With I feel like the they're giving a lot of it away. Commercials, the yeah. trailers, the tidbits, the talk shows. Yeah. It's just shut up already. Just give me the movie. I stopped watching all that. Yeah, I don't want to look at it. Mm-mm. I don't want to look at. it. I'm tired of looking at all that crap. May fifth needs to get here. Get here already. Agreed. Uh, Check out Dragon Ball. Oh, wow. Yeah, you should. If you're, you should. If you're into anime. Yeah. Or if you're not and you just like Dragon Ball. Yeah. It's, we're currently watching Dragon Ball Super, which is the new uh, season. Uh, well, the new series in the Dragon Ball world. It's a direct sequel to Dragon Ball Z. So uh, we're on episode 38 now. If you say so. I do say so. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe to that by going to nthcast.com slash dbz. Indeed. And there's uh, one more show. Oh, is there? And it's such a it's a delightful show. It's a breath of fresh air compared to this other <laughs> swill that you that you sometimes have to suffer through. You know, the one that actually is going to be full of controversy this week as well. Oh, and I'm really Ooh. excited to see how you're going to do it family oh, friendly. Do, do you? Because it's do a, you? It's a family friendly. Because show. I don't want to do it family friendly. Because damn it, Red kissed Dorothy on Once Upon a Time and. I really want to talk about that the way that I normally would talk about that, and I don't feel like I can do that on a family show. Josh has been walking funny since. (laughs) I'm going to have to dial it back a little. Maybe we'll have to do a Once Upon a Time After Dark. Uh, We could do a segment where we just talk about it on the the Nthcast. Should we? Yeah. 
Maybe we should. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Ooh, I'm but it, tingly just thinking about it. It's called Once Upon at the Time. And you can subscribe to that by going to nthcast.com slash once. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we want Again, we want to hear from you, and we will talk to you next week. Don't forget, fight the dead. But fear the nthcast.